Do the New Orleans Pelicans have enough cap space to go after a big name in free agent? Plus, how does the draft lottery even influence that? And do we need to worry about anyone leaving the team? All that and more in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, we've got an off-season primer. We're going to break down the biggest questions. How much cap space do the Pelicans have? Some stuff with the draft lottery and the actual draft. We're going to look at the exceptions and ways they kind of use things and what is a trade exception even. We're going to explain it all, plus some kind of wildcard factors that are still kind of lingering out there in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans to get you set for the offseason because this is going to influence everything we talk about going forward. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep this free in five days a week for y'all. I didn't stop. Other people have stopped, but we're still here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team after that fun postseason run and what's a really big offseason and then going into next year for this Pelicans team. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so let's start off today's show looking at a salary cap breakdown going into the next season for the Pelicans because this is kind of our big starting point. Who are they going to have on the team? Who's under contract? And then where does that leave them, right? So that's kind of the big thing. So the salary cap and the collective bargaining agreement, CBA and the NBA, are confusing. But you you really don't need to go to know all of the specifics. And I'm not going to kind of bore you to death by going into all of the nitty-gritty when it comes to all this. We don't need to get into those weeds. The first number you need to know, though, is $122 million. That is the NBA's salary cap, but really soft cap, going to next season. You, If you're a team that has $60 million in payroll and like four guys on the team, that gives you $62 million to spend to get up to the 122 and fill out your roster that way. But that is a soft cap because you can exceed the $122 million. And to do that, you operate as something called an over-the-cap team. And basically then you're using exceptions to sign players, whether it is your own guys to re-sign them or to get free agents, you can use certain exceptions to try and get them. If you've ever heard of something like bird rights or a mid-level exception, a biannual exception or a trade exception, and we'll get into all of those in the next segment, that's what you really do there. So let's run down the team and who's here next year because roster spots also factor into all of this. So in order of the money they're going to be making next season, C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Zion Williamson, Devontae Graham, Larry Nance Jr., Jackson Hayes, Garrett Temple, Kyra Lewis Jr., Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, um, Billy Hernan Gomez, and Najee Marshall. So it's 13 guys that have fully guaranteed contracts next season. Plus, you have Jose Alvarado. It's a partial guarantee. The team will pick it up. So that's your 14th player right there. Teams 
are allowed to carry a total of 15 guys on the roster. So they're already kind of perilously close to that number. But we'll touch on that more in the third segment, too. And then you factor in the fact that they have the Lakers first round pick. It's slotted for eighth right now. Let's put that in, too, because there's something called a cap hold where you kind of reserve some money to be able to sign your first round pick. So that's 15 people, including one draft pick, right? And the guaranteed salary at that point is $146.2 million. So they're already over the salary cap. And now the next number that you need to worry about is 149. But with that 146.2, right, they don't have uh, salary cap space to spend. They're up against the luxury tax because that's 149. So there's flexibility because you can guys can be traded and that eighth pick is a good trade asset. But your dreams of a big name, big money free agent, it's gone. That's not going to happen this year because the Pelicans don't have money like that. Zach Levine is not coming to New Orleans. So some of that can change, and we'll get into that in the third segment of uh, today's show when we kind of look at all of those things. Um, and if that pick drops back a little bit, it saves them a little bit of money. If that pick jumps up, it actually adds money to all of that. So the lottery in just over a week away is actually a really important thing for the way the Pelicans approach the salary cap. But the luxury tax line is $149 million this season. They're already at 146.2 guaranteed, so they're really close to that. So there's certainly going to be some maneuvering for the Pelicans to try and avoid the luxury tax because we answered it in the Friday episode of Locked on Pelicans, the mailbag episode of Locked on Pelicans, which was a good good question about when would they pay the luxury tax. They're close to it right now, and I don't think if I were an owner, that this is a team that I would pay the luxury tax for. I think all owners should pay the luxury tax every year and pay it repeatedly. It's not my money, so I don't really care. But that's not realistic here for New Orleans and what they're probably looking to do. So they don't have a ton to spend. Doesn't mean they don't have a ton to do, though. And let's get into free agency and the trade market a little bit and break down what some of those exceptions are because we said the Pelicans are over the soft cap 122 so they're operating as an over the tax team so you've got to use those exceptions I'll explain what those are if you've ever been confused what some of those things are or not we're going to break that down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. So you can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and you should have gotten on there for some real good odds on the Kentucky Derby winner. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to to learn more about the trends and the action get in on the nba playoffs they're so much fun make those games way more interesting over at betonline.net betonline where the game starts and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're still here monday through friday who stopped putting out content who stopped covering the team we did not make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode of locked on pelicans Wherever you get your podcast on YouTube as well, tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review if you've ever wanted to support Lockdown Pelicans. We, we're not taking a break. There's too much stuff to talk about with this team. It's too much fun talking about them right now, so I'm not going to stop. And now for your next listen, go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow for NBA Draft Junkies and the author of the NBA Big Board newsletters joined by a rotating cast of NBA Draft experts giving you an in-depth look into the NBA Draft. They do mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. And we'll have one here, my own personal big board on Locked On Pelicans 
probably somewhat soon. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, by the way. Okay, so we're doing an off-season primer here for your New Orleans Pelicans. An over-the-cap team, they have about $146.2 million in salary, so they don't have cap space to spend. So how are they going to get new guys? Well, that's where those exceptions come into play. And these are going to be really important to New Orleans this offseason, given that they don't have that cap space. So what does that look like? And I've got to pull up all of my spreadsheets and everything here because that's kind of important for all of that sort of conversation. Okay, here we go. So what can they do? First and foremost, teams that are over the salary cap and actually teams even under the salary cap have access to something called the mid-level exception. There's three different mid-level exceptions, actually. There's a cap room mid-level exception. There's a non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is the one that most people think of when you think of mid-level exception. And then you have the tax mid-level exception. For teams that are in the luxury tax, you still have a little bit of ways to go and get some players. Those are at varying amounts. The one for cap space, I don't have it in front of me, six something. I forget exactly what it is. Maybe it's eight. Teams that are over the cap but under the luxury tax, it's $10.3 million you can spend on a free agent. So the first year, their contract is usually $10.3 million. You can also break that up between multiple guys. Or you could save some of it for use during the regular season, which is what the Pelicans did with Jose Alvarado this year and Najee Marshall the year before. And then you have the tax mid-level exception, which is 64 point, uh, sorry, 64, $6.4 million. So if you're a tax team you and you have like no other options, you have $6.4 million to spend, but that's an costs you more than $6.4 million that season. So you can still get players. So the max level guy the Pelicans could kind of be looking at is $10.3 million. I don't know if they will do that because if they do that, it does something. Two things to be exact. When it puts them into the luxury tax, I don't think they want to be there. So unless they clear some cap space somewhere, and we'll get into that in the next segment because there are some options for that, you know, they they probably don't go and spend all of that money. The other thing it does is something called hard capping you. And this gets thrown around and I think it's a little misunderstood. Hard capping is not the biggest deal. It limits some of your flexibility and the other moves you could make. But did you know that the New Orleans Pelicans were hard capped last offseason? They were in the Devontae Graham trade. If you do a sign trade and bring in a guy, your team gets hard capped. So it's not the end of the world. You can kind of structure your deals wherever you need to. So if this team feels they're close and thinks there's a guy that's at $10.3 million and they want to go and get him, they can go and do that. And the hard cap and the luxury tax are this things that they will have to deal with. So when you're over the tax or over the cap and you don't have money to spend, this is how you do it. There are also exceptions to re-sign your own guys. This is where bird rights come in, if you've ever heard that before. It's named after Larry Bird. And it's basically if a guy plays long enough for you, then you can go over the cap to re-sign them. There's more technical details with it. You don't really need to know that stuff. And frankly, it doesn't impact the Pelicans this season. They have three pending free agents right now. It's Tony Snell, Gary Clark, and Jared Harper. I don't think... Any of those three guys are someone the team is looking to bring back. So they don't really need to worry about some of the exceptions to really kind of bring those guys back and pay them what they're worth. They're minimum guys anyway, and there's always the veteran minimum exception. You can always use that to bring players to your team. So that's kind of where they are in terms of free agency, right? Plus, you also have only 15 roster spots. You already have 14 guys under contract for next season, plus that first round pick. 
I don't know if they're going to be the most active in free agency. I think they'd like to try and make a move to bring someone in using that mid-level exception. And they're more likely only going to use about $6.4 million of it, which is kind of what puts them right close to, depending on certain things like that, the tax threshold when it comes to all of that. So they're not going to really go more than that. I don't think they want to totally hard cap themselves, but I don't think that's really the end of the world if they do, since they've got so much money on the books anyway. And look, there are also guys that are eligible for extensions. Is that something that can factor in? And we'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. So basically, a little bit of money to spend in free agency, but not really a whole lot. And kind of the roster you saw at the end of the year, as of right now, is probably the roster you're going to see next season. But there is some kind of moving pieces, some things that aren't settled yet. There's other considerations. Let's look at what that is coming up here next in today's episode, along with those extensions of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar. I ate one of these things today. I ate one of these things every single day. They're basically my lunch um, during the week when I'm in my office. So summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. And Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks, and make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled up for your summer adventures. The best thing about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. It's that easy. And all you have to do is go to built.com and order right now. All Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy it. These things taste awesome. They taste better than a candy bar. If you're eating a protein bar, you may as well eat the one that's good for you. If you have sugar cravings, things like that, have these around your house so that you can eat one of these and you don't feel bad about it, and you're not cheating on your diet or anything like that. You're not throwing tons of sugar and carbs and all of that bad stuff in you. Built Bar is going to be better for you every single time, and they come in awesome flavors. Mint brownie, double chocolate, coconut brownie chunk, the puff bars, the churro puff bars, one of my favorites. I have a raspberry cheesecake one right now. They're all awesome. They've got a nice consistency to them as well, so they're not chalky. They're not dry. They're not like dense where they're kind of hard to chew through. You don't need to worry about any of that with Built Bar because they know to put taste first. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to like anything else. Built Bar is going to win every time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday. No one else is doing it like that right now. We're breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team because, look, this is still a big off season. There's still a lot to look at and analyze to see where growth is going to be. And it's exciting. They might not have tons of flexibility as of now, but they can create a lot more. And let's talk about that right now in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. So go subscribe so you never miss an episode. All right. So there's other considerations when it comes to kind of shaping what the Pelicans offseason could look like. First and foremost, you know, it's the draft lottery, right? That's coming up in a little over a week. I think it's next Tuesday, the 17th. If that pick jumps into the top four, it kind of limits a little bit of the financial flexibility they have. But all of a sudden, that becomes a huge trade chip, a huge trade asset for New Orleans. Or you can just draft a game changer, right? One of the things you you heard me say on Friday, and you'll hear me say going into this offseason, is this team's about to get expensive. This team is about to get expensive. 
because you have a couple of guys that are eligible for extensions, right? So if you can draft a guy in the top four and he's on a cheap rookie deal, when your team gets expensive and that guy's outperforming that contract by like $15, $20 million, that's really important for the Pelicans going forward. Cheap guys that are playing well. So those guys that are eligible for extensions are Zion Williamson, and they're going to offer it to him. We went over that already in an episode last week. Go listen to that if you haven't for just kind of a contract breakdown of what that'll look like and how the negotiations are expected to go. Jackson Hayes is also eligible. CJ McCollum is eligible, and Larry Nance Jr. is also eligible. I think Larry Nance Jr. and CJ McCollum are guys they want to bring back. It sounds like it sounds like there might be some sort of agreement in place when it comes to Larry Nance Jr. to keep him on this team beyond this coming year. So I expect an early announcement about an extension for him, if not before the offseason technically starts on July 1. So those guys are eligible for contract extensions. We know they want to re-sign CJ, right? And he wants to be re-signed by the team too, even though he has two years left. So... He, all, both those guys can get new deals this offseason. So can Zion. So in theory could Jackson Hayes, but he's the one night there that's like, maybe you don't do that right now. And they don't kick in this season. They don't kick in this season. So you can sign them to an extension. It only factors in if you trade any of them, but if you're signing them to an extension, that's not going to happen. So it doesn't impact the actual salary cap this season for those guys. It just means next year, oh my goodness, they're going to really need to figure some things out money-wise. But that's not something we need to deal with in today's show. So that's kind of where they stand. So how do they clear some cap space and give themselves some more flexibility? A couple of things that could happen. First and foremost, Garrett Temple could retire. I don't know if he's going to. I don't have any insight into that, but he's due to make $5 million next season for, sorry, a little over $5 million for the Pelicans next season. If he retires, that $5 million comes off the books for the Pelicans immediately. That gives you breathing room against the luxury tax. It means you could probably use that full $10.3 million mid-level exception for this team to go out and add a somewhat significant-ish player. You could also make a trade that's a two-for-one deal, and this feels like a very realistic possibility for New Orleans. Devon, we, we talked about it kind of in Friday's show too, right? Devontae Graham and Kyra Lewis Jr., you add them up, they're making about $15.5 million next season. You trade them, bring back one guy that maybe makes $10 million or something along those lines. We don't need to get in all the trade technicalities and things like that. Say that that can happen. That's a way to clear some salary too on your book. So all of a sudden right there, that's $10 million kind of saved. Not $10 million you can more you can spend, but it opens up at least some flexibility, keeps you away from the salary cap. The draft pick could also drop down a little bit. It could drop to um, two spots, basically, right? It could go from eight to ten. And if it does, that saves you a little bit of money there, too. That's kind of how they have to do it. They don't really have a realistic way to clearing like $30 million, getting you know below. You, you first need to clear like $24 million and then like another $30 million to be able to sign someone with cap space. So there's not really a, a real way for them to clear $50 million or anything like that off their books. So it's going to be kind of marginal moves they make. Moves around the edges. Bringing in another shooter. Drafting a guy that either can kind of maybe play right away, but where would they play and would they play right away? Or bringing along a developmental prospect, something along those lines. So that's kind of where this team stands this season. So hopefully that explains kind of what their salary structure is going to look like. Hopefully I've explained kind of what you do to add new players to your team when you have this much salary on the books and you're already over the soft cap. And then some of kind of the outstanding things we really need to wait and see from this team. So that's kind of the primer for the offseason. 
that's going to kind of keep a lot of that in mind as we're talking about certain things as we're talking about the draft lotteries we're going to be talking about free agent and profiling free agents that they could go out and sign we're probably not going to be spending time looking at the big name ones because they don't have the money to go out and get them so it could in theory be a quiet off season Though it's probably not going to be quiet. It's just not going to be like the sexiest offseason where you're going out and signing big name players. They're like, oh, that guy. Those sorts of things. Still a lot of moves to be made. Still a lot of intrigue around this team. And look, adding a healthy Zion trumps anything else. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.